Crown Report, sponsored by the Crime Stoppers. That's right, Suffolk County, 1 800 220 TIPS, 220 That's the number to call. Where all calls are indeed kept confidential and a monetary reward issued uh, for, you know, different uh, numerations regarding uh, arrests. In a particular case, Joe Jacqueline. A retired sergeant, NYPD, a former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. He's current adjunct professor at John Jay College. Author of the Criminal Investigative Function, a guide with new investigators, edition four or five, soon to come. A highly decorated member in the day, the NYPD, including the most notable Department Medal of Valor. Joe, also a best-selling author of the Cold Case Handbook and an incredible TV show on the YouTube channel, all regarding the Gilgo investigation, the aforementioned Sarge. Joseph, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Jay. How are you? I am uh, well, my friend. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, another round of bad weather. They're coming our way, Joseph. So uh, get ready to batten down the hatches, huh? It's like, it's craziness. I don't think um, the ground has got a chance to even absorb what it did the other day. So this could be bad. No doubt about it. we got to keep an eye on things. Joe, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we went over this uh, storyline between Kelly and Mike alone, where Kelly lost her life and the situation at hand in an asshole courtroom uh, yesterday morning uh, regarding uh, Michael Owen, uh, who received his punishment of 25 years of life uh, behind bars for her murder, also a pregnant child. It doesn't get worse than that, Joseph. No, it's a terrible case. And you know what? I mean, he, he got uh, 25 years to life. I mean, this is you know what we we expect in our courts uh, when something is this uh, as heinous as this crime. I mean, it's just um, I, and I I'll never understand this kind of stuff. But you know, geez, it's a shame. What a, what a terrible incident. I mean, he strangled her. I, I mean, that's you know that up close and personal type of killing where you don't want to look into that person's eyes who it shows you the anger and everything else that goes along with it. So he's gonna yep. have the rest of his life to think about what he did, but he's never gonna bring that bring her back. Can't figure out what drives a person to do that. You go back. The days, uh, Joe, very highly uh, prominent case. You know, the Peterson case, Scott and Lacey. That was just an awful case way back in time. But, uh, you know, you hear these events. And a former U.S. Marine, Joe, as well. Yes, former veteran. Yeah, that's a, it's a shame. You. you know, just hope that, it, you know, <laughs> that we can glean something from this case and, and, and try to prevent some of these things in the future, you know, about domestic violence and everything else that goes along with it. No question. Let's talk about a Hempstead guy who was charged back in December. This was a hit and run that you and I spoke about. A uh, killed a man in Queens. The guy was from North Baldwin, but charged yesterday was this 36-year-old husband of Oliverella. Uh, only connection uh, with a crash that killed the 66-year-old Gary Charlin, and he of Baldwin as uh, another uh, situation where he was hit by not one car, Charlin and such, but a second car as well. Both of those drivers, by the way, did not stop. My goodness, how many times do we talk about this type of stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, God forbid this ever happens. Just stop the car and get help. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know how you leave somebody like that behind. I just don't, I, I will never get it. I understand that, you know, there's, it could be, you know, a person thinks that they, they drank too much and they're going to go to jail. Well, listen, you're going to go to jail anyway, and you're only compounding the issue 10 times by driving away. And I know panic sets in and all that other stuff, but you know what? You, you can't 
that person <laughs> needs help right now. I mean, you know, at this point, you're thinking about yourself. I get it. You're trying to save your own skin, but it's just a, 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 you just you put yourself out in that position and take a look at it. God, just don't drink and drive. Don't use drugs and, and drive. And don't drive recklessly. And these will, a lot less things will happen with this. No question. It's all good advice. You know, listen, even uh, if you don't know what you hit, maybe you hit a deer. You stop the car. Stop the car. God forbid it's a human being is in the case of uh, Gary Sherlin and the Sarge with us, the crime report. Joe, you got a Hempstead guy who was convicted yesterday of ag- aggravated animal cruelty. He killed a four-year-old Yorkie terror- Terrier uh, with a kick to the stomach. It was uh, an argument, I guess, he had with the owners of the dogs. Failed to curb his uh, his own, his, uh, that, that dog. Uh, so he took it, took it upon himself to go after the neighbor's dog, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I got no remorse for people like this at all. Uh, you, you, you couldn't give a guy enough time uh, to think about this, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just a terrible story of abuse. And these are the, the kinds of stories that really get people going, right? But when it comes to, you know, humans doing something other humans, they seem to not take so much of a, you know, a stand on this. But yeah, this is just, I mean, this guy's 62 years old and he's picking his three-pound dog. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, it's just a rough deal. Uh, I hate stories like this. As bad as anything, really. Uh, to, to take it out on an innocent animal, my goodness. Uh, Sarge with us, Joe Jacklin on the Crime Report. Uh, Joe, yesterday, Nassau police did respond to a threat of a bomb. Turned out to be unfounded. It's at the North Shore home of the judge who is uh, presiding over Donald Trump's fraud trial in uh, Manhattan there. This is uh, Arthur Gorin. Uh, listen, as clown-like as he is conducting the trial, he can make the case, uh, does not mean to, uh, you know, d- to go in, in by way of, of swatting. You know, swatting seems to be the new new craze right now, Sarge. Yeah, swatting is it seems to be happening more and more and happening in high profile people too. Um, this is you know the only high profile judge or case this has happened recently. It's a very dangerous game. I mean, the police are going in there and, and you know, sometimes armed to the teeth to do some of these things they call in. This one was a bomb threat, but sometimes they call in kidnappings and hostage threats and and the police have to respond to these things as if it's really happening because God forbid they say, Well, it might be another swatting incident and don't take it seriously and it happens to be, it could have some dire consequences. So this is an extremely dangerous thing that's happening, and I don't know how it can stop. I think that they need to figure out maybe through some of the communications and maybe try to figure out, you know, the nexus, maybe a federal nexus, and and go after people federally in some of these things and put people away for jail for a long time. Maybe that could deter this from the future. I don't know. You got to make examples. Uh, I think you're right. I think you got to make examples uh, of people. This is happening the the very prominent people out there. It's dangerous. Joe, you were on the fourth. Did you have this back in the day or no? Not as much, right? No. No, it seemed to be over the last several years, you know, with the game boxes and in the, in the social media now. Is, and, you know, it just makes it easier for people to, to gain access to certain things. And it just, uh, I think sometimes people watch the the, um, the social media and they read about it and they become almost like radicalized about certain things. Yeah. They, they, they listen to only one side of the story and then these are the things that happen. Now, question the Sarge with us, the crime report. Joe, I'm going to go to uh, horrific uh, stories as could be. Uh, one is a uh, a custodian. He worked at an elementary school in Dix Hills. Uh, he's facing some serious charges. Why? Allegedly exposed himself on a live stream. Can you imagine this while on the job, this uh, this grotesque slug of a man 
I'm not even going to call him a man. His name is Thomas Winberry. He took uh, this uh, this video while soliciting sex as he cleaned up the freaking school. I mean, come on. I mean, what what is going on here? I, I can't tell you what's going on. I really can't. I mean, the, and had this individual in the school. I mean, the fact that he couldn't wait till he even went home to do this stuff, uh, that he had to do it with inside the school, it just, it's a disturbing, a bond, a yeah. belief, you know? So they actually put out information for the special victims squad. I'll going to give out that number now, 631-852-6531. If anybody has any other information or any types of interactions with this Thomas Winberry guy, he's 34, West Islip. So, yeah, God. Terrible. Terrible. And listen, I hope they threw the mop away. Uh, I'll tell you this. It's uh, becoming a very sick society uh, at this point in time. Uh, and Sarge, you know, also, I mean, it, it doesn't get worse than uh, the situation of, I hate to even call him a father. He's a father, unnamed man, who admitted to repeatedly sexually abusing his daughter over four years. Started it, I think it started at age uh, seven. I, I think I have that right. And it, it went to she was around 10 or so. Uh, but, you know, there's a guy uh, who was separated, I guess, from his uh, uh, significant other uh, with visitations and everything else, that type of thing, weekend visits, uh, and this all began. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And it's just... Um it's just mind-boggling, and it's just something that, you know, it, it just causes so much anger, you know? I mean, like, how do you do this to your own kids? I, I just, um, you know, this is the worst of torture. I mean, this this individual is going to face a lifetime of, you know, therapy and everything else that's, gonna, that's going to be needed to get to get them to where they need to be. I, I, and it's just not fair, and it's just, um, it's disgusting and it's disturbing, and it's just something that... Uh, you just shake your head and just say, I, I, what's going on here in society? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's one of those deals where, uh, you know, you you toss the guy in a cell and just throw away the key. As far as I'm concerned, you don't want this guy out ever, you know, walking the streets. I don't care about rehabilitation with this guy. Uh, that's the way I feel about it, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, and the abuse and everything else that he uh, put upon this uh, uh this this young innocent person is just unconscionable. Joe Jacklow on the crime report. Uh, Joe, you got a retiring Suffolk County Deputy Police Commissioner, Risk Mention Lewis. Last day on the job Wednesday. You know, had the traditional walkout ceremony there and uh, uh, served 12 years. The, you know, the department's first woman, first person of color to hold the civilian position. She leaves behind a legacy, as some uh, someone officials described as uh, Sarge as kind of a trailblazer there. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that um, there's generally a turnover when you have new administrations coming in. I don't think this has to do with that. I know that that might be something that's talked about, people moving on. There'll be, there'll be people moving, you know, for the sake of the fact that, you know, when the next person comes in who is Ed Romaine, he's going to end up picking a police commissioner. That police commissioner, whoever he or she may be, is going to want to pick different staff. So I think a lot, I think you'll see a number of people just retiring or putting their papers in order to see, to wait and see about what's going to actually happen, which at this point, on January 12th, I haven't heard really much about who's taking over. I mean, you have this um, Gilgo case weighing in the balance with the, with a grand jury that is supposedly finished about the fourth case of Marine Brainerd Barnes. And it's kind of, everything kind of seems to be up in, in um, let's put it this way, up in the air. No doubt about it. Uh, but you know, and you get, you know, you, you feel good about the, uh, uh, the, 
situation at hand regarding the search. Uh, I think it, it will be local. As Romain has said, we've got uh, you got you got the playing field right here locally. You know, so uh, I think it'll be someone local, uh, and it's kind of a very methodical uh, approach he's taking as far as the extensive search. Wants to make sure he has the right gal, maybe the right one, right guy uh, in place, and uh, we'll see there. So. Uh, Hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, there will be a uh, permanent uh, situation involved. Uh, Joe Jackal on the Crime Report. Uh, Joe, uh, April's uh, canceled NYPD Academy class. I guess will be held after all. The mayor, uh, Eric Adams, on Wednesday uh, stated that created a little higher than expected tax revenue and cuts uh, to some of the migrant services. I guess he had a little more money in the kitty. And he said, you know what? Put on your uniform. Uh, we got some new recruits coming into play. Yeah. How many? I don't know. Well, uh, uh, listen, some is better than none because of the amount of people that are still retiring and resigning are becoming like near record numbers. So if they would have not put these classes in, it would have only exacerbated the problem. And then you're really in trouble. I still think that they're in trouble in the respect that trying to be able to do all of these details that are coming up in the summertime, still keep a, um, a cap on crime and and try to not overwork these men and women with all this overtime that they're doing. It's They really need to be able to get a hold of a, how to get this thing fixed, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, no question. No question about it. So, uh, you know, listen, the fact uh, that people want to become police officers with all that's going on in today's world, you know, is uh, something in itself. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll wait and see. Now, let's get into this whole thing where a state judge, uh, Sarge, has ordered the Suffolk County Police Department to release officer misconduct records, uh, which the agency claimed uh, were exempt from public disclosure for more than three years after the repeal of the 50A. Remember we spoke about 50A way back in time, the secrecy law, and that to the uh, New York Civil Liberties Union here. So this, uh, this ruling was issued last week. Pretty much saying the county police department improperly claimed they didn't have to release the results of, I guess, uh, investigations, internal affairs, that type of stuff, uh, when these allegations arose of misconduct, such. Yeah, no, this is the same fight that the city went through years ago and then, you know, eventually just, um, you know, abandoned it. And then the 58th New York City police officers is out there on the Internet. And, I, you know, I think eventually this is what's well, going to happen for all the departments in New York, just, you know, at this point, because the precedent's already been set. So, you know, we'll wait and see. Uh, it's uh, wherever they want to figure it out as, you know, a way of transparency, whatever it may be. But it also kind of gets wielded as a as a tool against against cops, too. So a lot, a lot, most of the things that happen on there are unsubstantiated or unfounded, but they still stay on the cops record. So that's that's a problem because people will look and say, oh, my God, 15 allegations, you know, but 14 of them have been exonerated or whatever. So at that point, you kind of say to yourself, you know, what are we doing here? Maybe they need to figure out and say anything that's either unsubstantiated or unfounded should be removed from the records. And then anything that's founded should be put on the records because it's just not, you know, at that point, fair to leave things on there that they can't either prove or didn't happen. Well, I agree. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Clean Slate, you know, 
where the heinous of crimes people won't know about. Uh, you know what? Make exactly. it somewhat uniform in this regard as well. You know, I mean, I, listen, the clean slate is a whole nother argument. I think people have a right to know, especially if a guy's driving a, a school bus with your kid there. And, uh, you know, he was involved in some uh, disastrous, uh, heinous act uh, beyond uh, back in the day. You know, I mean, maybe there should be something of that nature. I don't know. Uh, but it just seems like a conflict there. If you want transparency, give me full transparency across the board. We don't seem to do that. So. Uh, yeah, and good point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the situation that Sarge with us uh, with the uh, crime report. We take a look at the uh, the week in crime, uh, ladies and gentlemen, all that transpired uh, over the last week or so, and uh, certainly uh, a lot going on. You know, I would imagine when, and Joe, you know, you were around canines back in the day, and they become part of your family there, but uh, it was a, kind of a sad story I was reading during the w- week where you have a retired canine in Nassau uh, who passed away. This uh, canine Kai, as it was called, joined the force about 11 years ago retired uh three years ago um you know when you are uh conducting a lot of bomb sweeps and everything else uh that that, there's such an attachment it has to be such an attachment right yeah no i mean i've never you know worked directly with canines have been around them you know different things but it's just like anybody who's ever had a pet you can see it's the same thing even though it's a working dog it's still a pet and then the cops take these dogs home with them and they live with them and everything like that so it's uh you know it's like it was like losing a friend or a relative or a brother or a sister. I mean, that's really what it's like. Tough deal, indeed. Uh, talking with the Sarge. Uh, Sarge, you got a lot going on. You got the book. You got YouTube uh, with Gilgo and everything else. Give me the latest as far as uh, the channel is concerned. Yeah, no, the channel is doing well. We're approaching now five thousand uh, subscribers, so it's growing pretty fast. Anybody's interested in finding it, just go to YouTube and just type in true, true crime with the Sarge and you'll find the channel. And um, right now, we I have uh, uh, this this interview I had you on Sunday with a retired lieutenant from the New York City Police Department, uh, Peter Pranzo. He's going to be on there, and he's he was in the policing, he was into the, the department in the '60s and '70s. So we're going to hear some stories from way back when he was actually targeted for assassination by BLA and Joanne Chesimard uh, back in the day too. So it's going to be interesting. There you go. Conversation. There you go. Good one there. We look forward to that. So I, I, I tuned in to the last one. It's fantastic. And the uh, viewership uh, keeps arising uh, without question. So that's a uh, great thing. Of course, you got the book rolling along as far as the Cold Case Handbook. Um, give me a sense of that, my friend. Yep. The book sales are going well. I've gotten uh, some inquiries now from police departments about the book. So it's actually um, it's it's doing well. I mean, of course, we're selling on Amazon and everything like that. But police departments are getting involved in this. And I, and I think it's good. And I'm kind of trying to uh, tie it together to some of the, the videos that I do on uh, on YouTube so that, you know, we can kind of make a correlation. So, for instance, in the future, I'm going to have Joe Mullins, who's a forensic artist who I interviewed for the book about how they bring, you know, human remains when they have a skull and how they put a face on it and how they try to help identify these people. So it's kind of exciting stuff. Exciting indeed. Joe, before we let you go, I'll tell you, I, c- I couldn't help but notice uh, there is so many guns that are being seen at TSAs uh, all throughout the metro area airports. It's unbelievable. But the latest one kind of baffled me, Sarge. Maybe you can help me out. I guess there's a new meaning to going potty in one's diaper. Uh, Literally, I'm talking about pot, cannabis, marijuana uh, in a diaper at LaGuardia Airport, Sarge. Is that true? I don't know what people think that they're going to be able to get through uh, with the TSA. You know, I mean, I think they had a record number of guns taken last year. 
listen, ever since 9-11, things have changed. You can't walk up to the gate anymore and, and, and you know, wait goodbye to your, your family and friends. I mean, everything is double-checked, screened. You have to go through, uh, you know, m- machines that can see right through into your underwear. So, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Sarge, I don't get it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scared to death when I go through TSA for the fact that they might take my uh, Nivea men's lotion away if it's above three ounces. I mean, I... <laughs> I, I I just don't get it anymore. <laughs> I can't, they, they, I can't I figure it out rate. anymore. They took, they took my Gatorade. I know. <laughs> I had a drink, man. They made me throw it away. <laughs> I'm telling you. You got to be a little mindful. $9 for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. It's more bizarre every day. Uh, the Sarge Show Jacqueline. Don't forget the YouTube channel. The Gilgo. Look that up on the Sarge Show Jacqueline. And, uh, of course, uh, the best-selling author he is. And we look for a sequel, by the way, on the uh, Cold Case Handbook. Uh, Sarge, great weekend. Stay warm. Stay dry. We'll talk to you. You too, Jay. Have a great weekend. You got it. The great Sarge, Joe Jacklin on the Crime Report, Crime Stoppers, 1-800-220-TIPS, ladies and gentlemen.